Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Evening slash afternoon, morning slash whatever. This is Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's sweet and Helsinki. And with me, my co-host, all the way from the land of England, actually. No, Gwendolyn's whatever. Anyways, over there across the water, Steve Parsons. Far, far away. And a distant planet. Might as well be. <clears throat> yeah, so, so there, there we are. Um, are you traveling now? Are you allowed to fly out of Britain now? Uh, we can from Monday. Um, oh. Providing you've got an extra $250 for all of the COVID tests that you've got to have. Really? Yeah, because although we've uh, we can get free COVID testing, if you want to travel, you have to pay a commercial company, and that means somebody's making a big fat profit. Well, there you go. So, so They're yeah, cost cost. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Thank God for well. Let's hope that that stays that way. It makes twenty two a possibility. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, never know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Never know if I'll be alive at 22. <clears throat> yeah. You sound happy now, but um, I wonder if our listeners knew what you were sounding like just 10 minutes ago on social media, Mr. Miserable. Really? I was only being miserable to you in private chat. Well, so there's no there's you... no such thing as private chat. Yeah, I don't see you. you already got me in trouble last week, so now you're going to try to get me in trouble again. Yeah. I don't think I... Yeah. Would appreciate it could be that. well actually do you know um it's a funny thing um uh-huh not un- no funny as in not not unexpected because you know this last few weeks um I, i've been sort of keeping regular tabs on the world of the paranormal and it it's really except quite easy except for badassy <laughs> <laughs> I, Carry I on. Know what? It's actually quite a depressing place, isn't it? Because the paranormal. Oh yeah. The world. Well, the paranormal sort of the thing that revolves around the paranormal, not the paranormal itself. That's fascinating. But you know, all of the paraphernalia that goes with it, the 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 theories, the groups, the investigations, the the the, the squabbling, the infighting, the 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 pissing and moaning that people do. Right. It's like. Anyway. You know, we have a. You're an X Files fan. You remember I, what happened to. You remember what happened to Muldo? He sort of went off the boil, didn't he, and then disappeared, and sort yeah. of lost his mojo. We have um, kind of uh, coined a phrase over here down the years. We call it the Mulder effect, or a mold, You're having a Mulder moment. Oh, there you go. Uh, when when you sort of think, it's what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Is it worth it? Mm. And um, then it goes away again. 
There you go. But there you go. Yeah, because I was. I was well, you know what? Said about Steve. Uh, everything? No, no. My team's going to Mississippi to investigate a sane asylum, and I'm staying uh, behind. Why are you staying behind? Because. Because you won't fly. That's why, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's out of my price range too. So there you go. Oh well, there we are. <clears throat> well, sack him. Yeah. Your team. But then, then I heard more about oh, hang it. Hang on. I'm not sure. Fun... They, they have to get snake boots. Hang on. You have what to get snake is... boots, Steve. What? You have to have snake boots to go. They're buying snake boots for the whole team. So I don't know if I'm sure I want to go. I'm not sure you want them as a team. <laughs> snake boots. I'd what? get rid of them. It'll yeah. spread. Snake boots or, or the team? <laughs> yeah, both. I'd get rid of them. Uh, or, or, or. They get a fly. Could... They get a fly. Or, or you could just set up a GoFundMe page. Get Ron to, where is it, Memphis? Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh, and Alabama. 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 I take that back. Okay. Nice ni- nice state. Been there. Done that. Nearly got Mobile. shot. Mobile, Alabama. I love been, Mobile. Actually, I've been to Mobile. I know. It's a great city. It's a fantastic place. I would love place. to go, but I nearly got shot there. Not today. Yes, we've heard that story, Steve. The, um, but, Your accent uh, saved you again. My accent saved me again. Um, it only saved me twice. Hmm. But um, once in California. Good boy. But um, I'd sack him. Yeah. You've, got to, you've got two choices. You either ditch the team or set up a... Let, in fact, let's do it now. If you're listening to uh, this I on the podcast or live... Curse on <laughs> yeah, your curses aren't any good. Um <laughs> They're as good as your uh, no, I, Ron, Ron you gotta let them fly. You have to let them fly. You've no, got to do a little nudge no, out of the nest and no, let them no, do the thing. No, 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 no. You take your eyes off them for two minutes, it becomes an episode of Ghost Adventures. True, fair enough. All right. It's it's a, do you know there was one night <clears throat> our team were out on an investigation. I was I was with them and they mm. were all being really, really good. And in the middle of the night, because it, it was a 24-hour investigation, so in the middle of the night, um, I was sitting quietly in a chair, and I started to, I was wide awake, but I started to make quiet, sleepy, snoring noises. And um, they thought I was asleep. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. And then within a couple of minutes, it started to turn into an episode of Most Haunted. Oh, goodness. Yes. We had all sorts of spooky theories going on, and... Did you hear that? My foot's gone really cold. And all manner of other weirdness. Look at the temperature reader on this thermometer. Was the end there? <clears throat> no. Because uh-huh. uh, it was a 24-hour one. I was on the night shift. Okay. No, fair enough. So she was... She yeah, was no, no fair enough. I was just curious. So, I could uh, fool you, but I can't hmm. see fool both of you, so... No, it didn't fool both. Well, it didn't fool me because I was I was awake. I was, I was trying to fool well, they them. They thought they were. <laughs> they thought they were fooling me. Yeah. They... Um, so I let this run and run and run for about five minutes, and it was getting more and more and more chaotic. In the <laughs> end, I couldn't take it any longer. I went, now you know why you all need a coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> and they all stopped. There was, there was a long pause and a long quiet, and then they all behaved themselves again. <clears throat> yeah, what's what they needed, just a verbal kick up the ass. Yeah, back into line. You can't let you can't let them out on their own. It's just it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So 
So I'm, I'm suggesting now we set up a GoFundMe. No, no. I'm don't ask want, all the listeners of this show don't, to... Don't want to yeah. go? Ron, Ron, Ron won't fly. So what we no, need no. is um, yeah. high-speed high speed yeah. car. Yeah. Boat. Will you go in, will you go in a helicopter? Yeah, that works. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could go down the Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, right, well, I suppose. Drive up to the Great Lakes. Tomorrow is to, well, we'll, we'll let that go. Anyways, tomorrow is my anniversary, and uh, anniversary. we're going to the Wyndham to eat indoors, which is the first time in over a year that we're, we're not allowed. It, we're not allowed indoors yet. Yeah, well, we are. So, this Monday, is, and we have our shots, so we we feeling mm-hmm. better. But you know, they still got certain protocols. But uh, anyways, we is that going to anniversary? So I, I was talking to the owner today, and and. Uh, he uh, actually said, I was just thinking of you yesterday. He says, when I came in, I went to lock, lock the, the back door. And as I did, I noticed the window and written in the window, it says, get out. Oh. In the dust. Now, this was written from the outside on the uh, two-story building. So it was not ground level and it was like nothing that you could climb up and do it so interesting little thing uh, well and and you know we have we have a we have a case over here in the uk um a very uh, haunted scottish castle really um we have a few um oh do you know what it's just gone right the name of this famous scottish castle is just popped straight out of me Oh God! Anyway, there is a famous Scottish castle, which and, name escapes you. Which name escapes me? And do you know what? I've actually done a live TV show from there. Um, one of those uh, famous and frightened um, was done from famous there. Frightened. I'm famous and frightened, which was a bunch of celebrities right, gathered. Right, in... right, go back to the castle, and then we'll talk about famous yeah, and frightened. Well, right. Anyway, yes. this castle, um, yes, yes. Uh, up near Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was the airport we flew into. Mm-hmm. Um, outside, uh, the, the, the basically the story is um, the lady of the castle uh, was killed by her husband, and then he remarried. Uh, or, in, or, or in order to that he could remarry his lover, mm-hmm. and uh, or marry his lover, and um, on the night of their wedding. His ex-wife's phantom was heard moaning at the window ledge outside. And when they they were moaning in the bed. Well, when they opened the window (laughs) in the morning, scratched into the sandstone window ledge on the outside. Now, this is about 70 feet above the ground. Much better than two stories. Was her name. Seriously? And it's still there. Oh, that's kind of a cool story. You can see it. You can, I just wish I could remember the name of the bloody castle now. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's interesting. It wasn't done by that paranormal group that did the Wyndham for the first time, was it? The other... <laughs> What's it? That, that, I know. That, that cuckoo it group from New England. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, let Anyways. It go, let it go. <laughs> yes. Anyways, uh, what was this name of this TV show? I'm Famous and Frightened. Really? This was this was one of those, um, you, you know, like because most haunted was on at the time. Um, and when one network gets a program, every other network has to have a program. And uh, the network came up with this good idea of we will get six celebrities 
Was it eight? Uh, Six or eight celebrities. Oh, by sure. TV celebrities, you know, reality TV stars, yeah. soap opera stars, a few pop stars, a page three girl. That was good. What's um, a page three girl? A topless model. Oh, cool. And um, they were all gathered together uh, at this ca- this castle. Um, and uh, they had to survive for three days and three nights and explore the world of the paranormal in the castle. Now, under British broadcasting regulations, um, because the program had called it a paranormal investigation, they had to actually conduct, or not them, but the, the TV company had to conduct a real paranormal investigation involving equipment and such like. Oh. And so, so they, so they um, got hold of Anne and I. And uh, we, uh, we had two jobs. One, we had to perform an investigation a legitimate hmm. one oh, and, and terrible they were paying the bills as well oh, yeah, and uh yeah jet jetted up to uh aberdeen um Wait, can't you, like walk there it's only in scotland yeah it's like 500 miles um go ahead and uh, also because the celebrities had some ghost hunting equipment um we had to teach them how to use it that was <laughs> our that was our on-screen job and uh, yeah so it lasted for uh now I mean, it was big budget i mean the budget per per episode was over a million pounds wow that's not bad and it was um Pretty it was easy. done over it was done over done over a sort of friday saturday sunday night you know so daytime and evening so it was three three-hour broadcasts friday saturday sunday plus a daytime oh, wow. show yeah um uh, and it was it was good fun you know i mean the celebrities were 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 good people they were fun for the most part anybody take it serious oh they took it you know one or two of them did take it quite seriously and and we got to meet these celebrities and there were some really crazy moments in it like um uh we we, the celebrities had all gone into the room to have a briefing and then the next thing in was like you know me and Anne had to go in there or on camera show them how the ghost hunting equipment worked And uh, wait, wait, you say ghost hunting equipment, what kind of ghost hunting equipment were they using? It was all fairly simple, you know, your you, you basic EMF meter, um, yeah. camera, that sort of stuff. So v- fairly simple, you know, you, you can't give them anything too complicated. It's television. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so mm, there's a pause and our job is to go and teach them how to do this and then they'll film, you know, film us doing it. Mm-hmm. So Anne and I walk into the room and um, they ask for our autograph. <laughs> really? Because they're because they're like fans are most haunted. <laughs> uh, uh. It's really and and then there was um on the Anne was never on your well, sorry, was she? Oh yes, yeah, she was. She appeared oh, she on was? One, she appeared on one episode. Do you know what episode? Yes, I do. Um it was the Man- series six, it was Manchester Theatre Royal. Okay, series six, Manchester Theater Royal. I've got to re- I'm going to write that down right now because I w- I would love to see Anne on TV. Anne isn't, the, Anne isn't the investigator, by the way. Okay, I am, but Anne makes an appearance on the show. That's all right. Um, <clears throat> anyway, to continue, back to this Scottish castle uh, because we were staying nearby at another haunted Scottish castle called um, the Thamestone. Huh. Oh, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> um, and everything, as you can imagine, with a budget of a million pounds, everything was like five star. I mean, seriously, five star. 
and uh, we had on the on the uh, on the uh, the celebrities were um, have you have you heard the Australian soap Neighbours? I saw Neighbours, but I thought it was a British one. Wasn't no, that the one? It's an Australian what was, one. That they what showed was the one with John Cleese? Oh, that was Faulty Towers. No, not Faulty Towers. There's another one. Uh, maybe John Cleese was in it, but the other girl from Faulty Towers was in it. They were they were neighbors to the people. Oh, I thought that was yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> no yeah, neighbors was, was Australian. Anyway, okay, fair enough. Um, so we had uh, one of the stars from that program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, one of the stars from children's television. It's an iconic program over here called Blue Peter. Every <laughs> every ch- every <laughs> child, every 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 That's adult Peter. in Britain. The British listeners will understand this. Every adult in Britain grew up with watching Blue Peter. It was like a sort of uh, factual show that was on tw- uh, twice a week. Mm-hmm. And they they did things like uh, clean Nelson's column and skydive from 25,000 feet and um, have elephants crap in the studio and all sorts of... So it's usually the same group that brought us the Teletubbies, right? No. They, um, so... One of our, you know, one of the leading stars of the show was a guy yep. called John Noakes, and um, he was to Anne and I. Child? No, God, no. To Anne and I, um, by then he'd, he'd retired, but oh. to Anne and I, he was a an absolute legend. And I mean, you know, like seriously, this guy is in Britain. This guy is a list. Oh, um, and uh, so each night. Uh, the audience at home and those in the castle would have a vote and somebody would be sent home. Oh, my God. Just like, you know, they'd be voted out. I mean, this, but this was like 15 years ago. So they would be, Uh and the idea was the celebrity standing at the end of the weekend would be voted king or queen of the castle. And uh, so, so on the first night, we finished our investigation. The show is basically you know sort of like got 15 minutes to go we've packed up we're we're waiting for our um lift back to ride back to the um five-star hotel where we're staying that's shame and um the celebrity well two celebrities because uh they got rid of two on the first night had um were waiting for their limousine to take them back to the to the oh, same oh, hotel because we're all staying in the same hotel yeah so um the celebrity said, look, you two, you might as well get in with us. So we go back to the other hotel, leaving the bulk of the production crew and the other celebrities still at the castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the celebrities we were with had been told that there is no limit on what they wanted from from the bar. Oh, boy. And so they, um, the one from the um, soap opera and um said hey we'll we'll order some champagne hmm. so they ordered champagne but they said um oh we've only got we've got the cheap stuff or we've got the 60 pound a bottle stuff hmm. so you've got Anne, me um the ch- children's tv a-lister and mm-hmm. this a-lister from our soap opera mm-hmm getting drunker and drunker and drunker on 60 pound a bottle champagne oh, talking about uh, talking about quantum physics mm. 
And it was the most bizarre evening of my life. One of the coolest evenings of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Even cooler than when you had dinner with Prince Charles. That, well, that was another unexpected bonus as well. But um, yeah, we had some great memories on that show. But that, uh, we did, uh, there were four in all. We did three of the four. Um mm-hmm. And then the budget got cut for the last one. And yeah, we went from five. Were crappy. Uh, the show was crappy. Yeah. Yeah. The show was it crappy. Seemed to me it just. Well, you, you know. Me. Nothing to do with you, but just the, Brit- the whole Britain, concept. Was... Back in the day, back in the day when yeah. we were doing this, um, there were reality TV, you know, this idea of um, uh, people being famous just for being famous mm-hmm. didn't exist. Um, so celebrity, the cult of celebrity hadn't fully developed. And, uh, so it it never, and, and it was, it was a bit of a dumb idea because they kept making them do dumb things instead of making them do interesting stuff. They wanted these celebrities just to act up for the camera. Oh, And and so people, you know, people go, no, I'm not playing this. Uh, I mean, there was one of the, one of the four, uh, three that we did, well, one of the three, they, uh, they, they got themselves into some serious hot water actually, because, um, there was, uh, one of the celebrities was an, um, big DJ, uh, radio star, uh, called uh-huh. Jono. He was originally Australian, but he worked on sort of primetime radio, um, FM broadcast radio over here in the UK, major, you know, major radio star. Um, and he was a, he was a big guy, you know, like big guy, um, you know, sort of, uh, big round the middle and big, tall, big personality, big everywhere. And, uh, they decided it would be a really good, uh, prank to lock him, uh, in this very small closet in the corner of the haunted bedroom. So he could spy through the peephole in the wind, in the door and see if the ghost appeared. Oh, so they locked him in this uh, little tiny cupboard and um, waited to see what would happen. Nobody knew or nobody on the production company knew he had serious claustrophobia. Oh, God. A serious anxiety about being claustrophobic and um, which caused his heart rate to increase fairly dramatically. Oh, goodness. Uh, to, yes. And um, by the time the paramedics had finished... <laughs> I kid you not. You couldn't make this up. There were other monumental. One of the fu- the the very first one we did was at Dover Castle, mm-hmm. and w- what a place! I mean, we had. I mean, this is England's premier castle. It's ah. huge compared to Windsor. It's a. It is the. It is Britain's gateway castle. Um, yeah, there. Are, I mean, we've been, we, Jan and I have been watching this on Netflix. They have the great great castle oh you'll know dover castle yeah it's in there yeah it's beautiful instead of instead of the tourist access we had the keys to everywhere we could go anywhere now this castle had all of the underground um tunnels that we used during world war ii for um d-day and for dunkirk and the channel and all that sort of stuff huge naval um hospitals uh gun control place built underground yeah uh blah 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 um but we had we had the absolute run of the place for for four days it was a fantastic opportunity i imagine and uh they decided on the first night they got wind that most haunted were going to plan to do a ouija board live 
and so most haunted decided that they would they would get there first so they persuaded the medium who was um quite a quite a well-known medium i'm mm-hmm. sure you've you've heard of um uh oh god <laughs> yeah <laughs> I forgot the famous the Scottish Castle, huh? Probably I forgot this name. <laughs> yeah. Ian wow. Lorman. Ian Lorman. Um, they, oh, they, Ian Lorman. They, yes. Yeah, they persuaded him the, to do this Ouija board, and um, he decided that was a good idea. Who we've had on the show too, by the way. Who we've had on the show. Yeah. Uh, they persuaded, so they persuaded him to do to do this Ouija board. Now his interpretation of of events might be somewhat different than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian periodically was getting possessed by the spirit of King Edward III, who was no, the builder of Dover Castle. Sure. And uh, we 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 had sort of seeded the ground a little beforehand because uh, we were using thermal imaging cameras as well, and we said that one of the great things about the thermal imaging camera is that um, if you set it to the medical mode, you can actually see if somebody's pushing a planchette. Uh, I, so seriously, we, and we that, were making. We no, were I making, can't do that. No, well, we were using the thirty thousand pound one. Oh, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so you can actually see that you know if somebody pushes the the blood supply in the fingers will yes. change. Yeah, so you can you can figure that out. So we we um we 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 explained this to Ian. We said to him quietly, you know, look, don't worry beforehand. If anybody if any of the celebrities are pushing, we'll let you know. We'll give you, uh-huh. you know, we'll 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 point a laser beam at them or something. Oh, clever. So uh, just so, like a cat. <clears throat> so we came back after the ad break. And uh, we were all prepared. Everybody was set. The scene was set for the Ouija board experiment. And Ian suddenly got possessed by Edward III. And he threw um, a wine glass across the across the table and said, call this up. And swearing on camera. And, uh, we never did the Ouija board experiment. Oh. Um, and then we went to another ad break. And uh, we always we always wondered whether... Perhaps he was just nervous about doing it live on television or whether he was, you know, whether perhaps the thought of our thermal imaging camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll never know. But there was, it was full of moments like that, full of really wonderful, yeah. hilarious. And speaking sort of, of ad breaks, we have to take an ad break. Oh, good. <clears throat> so, me getting possessed. Yes, I was afraid of that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Um Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by our good friends at Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, and also Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And uh, we've been talking about different... uh, unusual shows that uh steve worked on and we're gonna come back with a little bit more anyways we're taking a break we'll be right back Welcome to Tokyo. 
Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Pillar X family. Back to the Celebrity Pact edition of I'm Famous and Frightened. Sorry, Ghost Chronicles International, starring New England's own Van Helsing and the gold standard in Ghost Hunting. And the Scottish Castle referred to in the first half of the show was, in fact, Fivey Castle. Oh, I could have told you that. That's the one with the, uh, yeah, the bridge there, right? What? I might forget it. It's near there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just looking it up on now. Yeah, I, I knew you would. I knew it would yeah. bother you. Well, I had to because it was embarrassing. And I didn't realize how many years ago it was. Um, series, we, we didn't do series one. Uh, well, there were four. Um, four shows. I don't know why they call them series. Um, <laughs> uh, the f- f- our, first, our first participation was in July 2004 at 5E up in Scotland. Aye. Then we did Dover on the 2nd of October. Uh, that weekend, uh, 2004, and then it all fell apart on February 2005. So that's uh, 17 and 18 years ago, respectively. No wow. wonder I couldn't remember the name of the bloody castle. Is that available somewhere? <clears throat> um, I think it's probably on YouTube. YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. I'm famous and I'm scared. I'm famous and frightened. They have done yeah. similar. They have done <clears throat> last year. Um, they brought Jason Hawes over for it. Um, uh-huh. Was it last year? No, sorry, it was 2018. They brought Jason Hawes over um, for it was it was like a copycat, but the celebrities were you, you know your modern celebrities. So you had a YouTube yeah. influencer, somebody that you'd never heard of, and somebody that was married to somebody who was once famous. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> these were, I mean, we had proper. You know, we had soap opera stars. We had yeah. big name TV stars here. We had pop stars. Um, we had um, sports, sport, Olympic, Olympic sports personalities. In fact, uh, we had like top, WWE. We had, <laughs> uh, we had top top um, um, entertainers and um, comedians, and it led to um, I think it was down at Dover. At the end of at the end of um, 
filming each of the each of the programs each of the series so after the three nights you would all that you know that all of the production company the celebrities everybody involved would go back to um the the main hotel mm-hmm. and there would be an after show party uh with drinks and food and blah 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 and then, Damn, there, would be, <clears throat> then there would be speeches by the production executives i'm um, congratulating everybody on on a great job well done yeah hard work now back in those days um you know we we were we weren't as well known as we are now and you would do stuff for expenses and mm-hmm. we had big expensive but nevertheless it was expenses mm-hmm. and um this this uh production executive big big name in british television stands up and he gives this speech and he says i'd like to thank um the staff i'd like to thank the production company i'd like to thank my mother and my father and um and i'd like to thank the celebrities and then he ended he ended his speech by saying and of course i'd like to thank the dead um and this comedian um who we've got on really well with throughout filming stood up and said, you can thank the Ghostbusters. They didn't. Oh, no. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to thank the dead um, because we didn't have to pay anything for them. And the comedian stood up and he said, you can thank the Ghostbusters because you didn't pay them either. <laughs> <laughs> so he stood up for you. He stood up for us. Um, but we, we always got on well with them. I mean, you know, all of these celebrities uh, off camera, when the camera stopped rolling, you know, they were just, it, we so kind there's, of. There's no we, assholes here. There was always one on every oh, on every yeah, shoot, yeah, you know. Yeah. There was, a, and they were always the least celebrity. That was a funny thing, you know. The big, big, big giant names, the A-listers in British sort of um, media, were were just normal people, you know. We got on with them really fine, and they we had some really good adventures with them off camera, and some you know some really good fun and games. We played a few tricks on Kieran as well because he was involved in uh, one of the three. That, that was we, it, really. Yeah. Uh, only the first one of the three. Who, by the way, was supposed to come on our show to talk about the Battlesea Poltergeist, but for some reason, he doesn't, doesn't like answer his emails. Yeah, I guess but... maybe we're not maybe we're not big enough for him anymore. Maybe. Who knows? Yes. Who knows? But, uh, so, <clears throat> so we would have all sorts of fun and games because, you know, television, the world of television is boring most of the time and people play play games. And we, we buddied up with a few of these celebrities and... Um, there was, uh, there was, I mean, there were other little memorable moments. One of the, one of the ones at Dover was, um, was a page three model, so a topless model, right. uh, very, very famous young lady, um, famous for not wearing anything above the waist, mm-hmm. and appearing, you know, in lots of photographs. And one of the tasks that was sent, uh, set to them was to, um, they had to go on camera and say why they, why they should be kept in the castle. So you know. When the others voted them out, they would make an, an appeal. And uh, what was her name? Nancy Sorrell. Mm-hmm. And we were stood outside um, the filming room, you know, where they were where they were filming each of these segments, where the celebrity would go on and plead their case to be kept in the castle. And she looked at, she was talking to Anna and I. She said, "What am I going to say?" I said, "Say nothing. Just raise your top up and write, keep me." <laughs> <laughs> You know, we kept in touch with a lot of them afterwards. You know, they were that friendly that oh, you know nice. we actually we actually you know kept in touch with them and got a photograph taken with every single one of them. 
Topless? No. Oh. With every single celebrity. But um, I, I, uh, I didn't. Oh, that's so sad. Two reasons. She, I had the camera, <laughs> so I took the pictures. Ah. Anyway, selfish like we do now, right? That was. But I was looking, you know, because do you ever check out a web page called Higgy Pop Paranormal? Uh, hell no. No, I, 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 I check in on it almost every day, and they, they keep putting up. I mean, it's, it's Higgy a good place. Pop Paranormal. Higgy, Higgy Pop. H-I-G-G-Y pop. Higgypop.com is the web is the URL. Uh, and um, they they have news and reviews and articles on the paranormal and it's all it, it, it it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they 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 put up a top twenty-five of um the UK's most popular paranormal hotspots of twenty twenty. So this oh. is based on last year. Um, in 2020, over 6 million people visited Higgy Pop, all looking for information on their favorite ghost hunting television shows, Supernatural. Last year. We still have television. Oh, okay. Carry <clears> on. <throat> um, so, the, the, so we've got the obvious ones like Chillingham Castle, Khan Cottage, and uh, so grown down this list. There's one right near me, about half-hour drive away, called Pembray Woods which was once the location for an episode of Most Haunted. Uh, so you're the outdoors in this ancient woodland. Um, is right that the, on the... Pembroke? Pem... Pembray. Pembray? Pembray. The witches one, where everybody gets sick? Uh, well, yeah. Um, and it said that the passing ships were once lured onto the rocky coastline. Now, it's actually sandy there, but we won't quibble. By what locals called the Little Hatchet Men of Pembray, the ships would be grounded on the rocks to the southwest of the forest, and the Little Hatchet Men would then murder the survivors and loot the ships. The ghosts of the victims are still seen walking on the shore, and ghost ships are often seen. It's... Um, on the on the site of it is a former Royal Air Force airfield, which is located near the woods and is now West Wales Airport. But in its wartime days, many damaged planes are said to have crashed into the woods. Ah. Notice are said to have crashed into the woods mm-hmm. when trying to make it back to the airstrip. And the spirits of the dead airmen are still said to roam the woodlands. Well, this is a yep. place I know rather well. Well, before you go any further, I do want to mention one thing. In, in here in the United States, we have things that call moon curses, and what they do is in the old days they used to take lanterns and put them out. Yeah, uh, wreckers the we beach. call them over here. Yeah, and then the the boats would be crashed, and then like yep. your little hatchet men, they would they would loot the boats and kill the, yep. the crew. Okay, good enough. Go ahead, carry on. Not really surprising because most of the um, wreckers uh, mm-hmm. from over here, the hatchet men and wreckers from over here probably migrated to the americas yeah, when they well, when things got a bit when, well when things got a bit hot um for them anyway i as you can imagine this is a this is an aerodrome so it's got aeroplanes and yep. and it's haunted so it's going to attract me twice over so i do know this place rather well i visited it many many times a is lot it private or is it open or no it's wide open it's a beach um, oh. and, a, and a and a publicly you know there's accessible yeah yeah, you can just go walking in it with the dog. Sweet. Um, and it's still popular. You know, there are still people that go down there at night, walking through the woods, looking for the hatchet men and the um, the 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 ermine ghosts. Uh, um, what they might encounter is members of the Royal Air Force, because the place is still actually used uh, by day and by night. 
uh, because, and this is why you can say there absolutely isn't a rocky shore there, because it's got a very wide, very flat, very, very firm beach. And that that's still used uh, by, by the Royal Air Force and indeed the United States Air Force uh, hmm. for practicing beach landings with their big heavy transport aircraft. Oh, wow. Uh, and that, that runs 24-7. So, um, not, interesting place. There are some good, some interesting stories about it. But uh, going back to that, uh, but in its wartime days, many damaged planes are said to have crashed into the woods when trying to make it back to the airstrips. Any wreckage? No. No records either, bizarrely. Interesting. Uh, so continuing down the list, uh, Margam Castle, I'm pleased to put it. I know it very well, um, just a little bit further away from me. Sprawling castle in South Wales and the land it is built upon has a grim history that spans over 4,000 years. Well, it's true. It does. You know, there, there are ancient. Um, I'm sure there is. There are ancient Bronze Age remains on the land. The land has been considered sacred for thousands of years and ancient tribes buried their dead in the surrounding hills. Again, perfectly true. After the rise of the and fall of the Roman Empire, the site became an early Christian settlement until 1147, when Margam Abbey was founded and became home to hundreds of Cistercian monks. With the end of the English monasteries in the 16th century, the Mansell family purchased the land, and in 1840, Christopher Rice Mansell Talbot built Margam Castle as an elaborate home using stone and lead taken from the abbey. Reports of hauntings at Margam Abbey go back centuries with claims of dark ancient spirits on the property. And until this, even to the present day, visitors report cloaked figures on the ground, apparitions on the staircase, shadow figures on the upper floor and feel a negative presence throughout the property. Uh, in addition to the hauntings, the castle is said to be cursed, supposedly because Chris, Christopher Mansell Talbot used parts of the dismantled abbey to build his home. And local legend says this curse has brought tragedy onto the family and ruined the Talbot line who all died out. Their wealth squandered and eventually the castle was put up for public auction in 1941. During the Second World War, the castle was given a new lease of life as lodgings for allied troops and they too experienced the ghostly phenomena whilst based there. And of course, there are indeed many reports of ghostly phenomena. It, is, it was done by Most Haunted. It's been done by almost every ghost hunter in the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, but interestingly, it's one of the few places I do enjoy going back to because it's one of the few places that still has questions that I yet haven't been able to answer. Um, we spent, we had the opportunity uh, about uh, 10 years ago now to um, spend three days and three nights there uh, as the guests, uh, or guest stars, I suppose, of uh, a Japanese documentary company. Ah, our good friends, the Japanese. And they they hired the entire place for the uh, duration. God bless them. And gave it over to Parascience so that we might investigate it and they might film what we what we um, discovered. And um, <clears throat> we 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 actually made a couple of interesting discoveries relating to the location of the castle. Um, and it's and it's exact lie might have something to do with some of the phenomena that people report there. Really? Now, this isn't because it's on four thousand year old ancient burials, ancient or, ley lines, or even ley lines. It does 
interestingly, you're not far off there. And it is because of straight lines of energy. Because what we discovered is one end of Margham Castle does indeed feel a bit stranger than the other end of Margham Castle. And um, we we set up some experiments and we, we took some measurements and we actually discovered that the radio frequency energy inside the odd feeling end of Margham Castle was dramatically higher than at the other end of Margham Castle. And uh, it took us a little while and an ordnance survey map, a large scale map to figure out and realize that what we were, and quite a lot of measurements um, to figure out that what we were sitting on, uh, the castle now is right in line between two microwave transmitters. Yeah. Uh, these are designed to uh, send cellular phone signals up and down a narrow valley to a smaller settlement that's further up the valley. Um, and when they built the transmitter masts, they aimed one microwave dish at the receiver at the other end of the valley, and that actually clips the corner of Margham Castle. Bizarrely, the corner where all the weird measurements were and where people were feeling a bit strange. And that was our that was our great discovery. But um, as I was saying before, with Famous and Frightened, one of the things on uh, when you work in in La La Land television is that you you have long, long periods of not much happening and you get bored and you start playing games. And that led to the creation of the Margham Rabbit or the Margham Bunny. And uh, one of the scenes that the because with Doc, it was a genuine documentary, but obviously some of the things, you know, you'll do. And then the director will say, can you do it a second time? Mm. Well, we, we we film it from a different angle. And one of the things that uh, <clears throat> we were doing was uh, we were uh, briefing our investigators and they'd filmed it. And then they wanted some some B-roll shots of us doing it. So they set us all up to do it again. And then they set it to do it the third time, by which time boredom had set in. So I had a plan in front of me of Margham Abbey, you know, plan view of showing all the different rooms and sections. And I was marking on it. Well, that's where we did some measurements and that's where we did some other measurements. And they were radiating off in that direction and that direction. And I was actually drawing a rabbit (laughs) (laughs) complete with, you know, uh, little little cute tail and big bunny ears and buck teeth and whiskers and now Anne realized what I was doing um oh my god <laughs> but the Japanese film crew didn't she kept a straight face she she was biting the back of her hand as I <laughs> this rabbit <clears throat> well we we got away with that and mm-hmm. so then uh, another member of our team, James, now by day, he flies jets for a well-known international airline. Yes, I do uh, know that. Uh, <laughs> I know by, someone who gets upgraded from this well-known yeah, international well, airline. Well, there we are. <laughs> and uh, by night, he's a member of Parascience. And his job is one of our, uh, he's our clay. He, he does all our really good, clever measurements. And we, we, we started to see how, how many times we could get rabbits into this production. Um, and oh, so no. we, we had, uh, he was making some measurements and 
that was being filmed. Mm-hmm. And so they, the scene was he would explain the measurements to me. Uh, because obviously he can't explain it to a non-existent documentary camera because you don't talk to the camera, you know, though it's like in the world of documentaries. So he's showing, and he's saying, watch the signal. It's like bunny ears jumping across the screen. And we, <laughs> at every opportunity, we got these rabbits in. I Rabbit, think we did yeah. it about five or six times in the end. Uh-huh. Um, but I've got a photo, I've got a still photograph somewhere of the Margam, the legendary Margam bunny. Um, I know, you know, people might think, oh, you're just being flippant. You were making a documentary and you're pissing around. But but no, I mean, it's we take what we do seriously. But, you know, it's like like with the book Ghostology, uh, new version coming out this year, just finished mm-hmm. doing the final type setting for it. But That's if you great. look in the back of that, look, I mean, look at the front cover mm-hmm. and then look at the final chapter, which is a paranormal word search, because life's too short isn't it you know you've got to play sometimes and our games were not harming the production and they Uh weren't diminishing the production they were there to keep us sane you've heard the joke you've heard the stories about undertakers jokes and uh, it's you know people that work in emergency rooms people that work you know frontline fighters they have this different sense of humor now i'm not I'm not comparing us to them, but okay. you do develop a sense of humor. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, we, we do. We, we, I remember when uh, David Wells came over, and there was another guy, too, I believe. Uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, Gavin Cromwell. Uh-huh. And uh, we were in the bar one night, and he, and he gave, they told me the uh, Welsh word for a woman's private part. Oh, yeah. So we we were going on this this big bus trip tomorrow with a bunch of people, and we we put a bet on who could say this word <laughs> out loud. So I beat them all. I got up and and I and I said, "Well, let me introduce our guest today, straight from uh, this is uh, David Wells, who came from." And then I said to him, <laughs> "Well, you know, that's actually a game. I, do you, do you play that game on on your your?" When we when we do TV sometimes, yeah. uh, live TV, we'll challenge or, or even radio, we'll mm-hmm. challenge one another to get a word in. You've got right. to say this word during your interview or segment or, you know, and, and you get a point. Right. There's no prize. It's just you get a point. And we always used to come up with, you know, like bananas or. Oh, I used to like interesting. How many times you could say interesting? Well, we we used to play. The, that was one game we would play. And um, I, I got challenged one night and I think oh. it was something like nipple clamps. Oh, jeez. And uh, and it was actually I think it was Kieran that challenged me to do it. Mm hmm. So anyway, they, they, they come to me and they say, right. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Investigator, what do you think's happening? I say, well, before, before I, um, before we go down there, this, I keep getting this word now. I, I don't know if I can go over to the medium and maybe this means something, uh, historian medium. Can you, you know, maybe <laughs> uh, it's a really bizarre, but you know, it just keeps coming into my head. Nipple clamps. I told her, keep hearing nipple clamps. And Kieran just looked at me and went, you bastard. <laughs> And the other the other game that we play a lot of um, 
is the continuity error game. Now, this started off on Most Haunted because, um, again, you're bored. And uh, but with, with as, you, as you'll no doubt be aware, what often happens is you'll walk through a doorway with the camera behind you. And then when you go through the doorway, you wait, and then they bring the camera through, and then you step back and go through it again. Yeah. So you walk back towards. So sense. we're doing this over and over and over. And what we would do periodically, uh, because the investigators have to carry stuff, Mm-hmm. Um, so that people know what we are, and uh, so sometimes um, you know the clipboard. That would... one guy in most time that used to keep his hands in his pockets. I couldn't figure that one out. Yeah, yeah, you just couldn't play the game. Um, young, young kid. Well, was... it was at Margam, at mm-hmm. Margam Castle, um, where I did uh, watch it carefully. I did one scene where I'm supposed to be walking around carrying a meter or you know a piece of tech because I'm the investigator. Right. Um, on the table when we arrived, there was a, uh, a fake medieval banquet set up. And this fake medieval banquet had all, you know, resin food. Right. Uh, um, so it didn't go moldy. And so I do the next scene walking around with a resin uh, wedge of cheese <laughs> instead of the detector. Um, the other, I mean, you would do like, you know, you'd start off with a, a four cell mag light. You know, yep. Big long, you know, policeman's baton mag light, and the next one you'd have a teeny, teeny, tiny, weeny mini that's mag light. Because it's TV, and people got to realize it is entertainment. Well, no. well, that's what yeah. we. Well, that's actually us. You know, what we're really doing there is showing them that this. I mean, Kieran did one um, using a star, a Star Trek tricorder. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's our way of saying, look, you know, this isn't real life. You know, this right. is. This is exactly. La La Land. Um, right. Especially and it's always... the cameras, that's the thing, you know? Yeah. They, and... As much as they try to make it believe that this is, oh, this is really serious stuff, this is really, it, it's most riches. Yeah, and that, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing is we're mm-hmm. not we're not pulling the thing apart, but we're, 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 we're leaving little sort of um, breadcrumbs, yeah. um, you know, through it. Easter so, eggs. Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, just so that people can see that we're not taking it as seriously as they might imagine that we are. You know, uh, I refer, of course, to programs like Most Haunted, which is an entertainment program. Right, right. Not a documentary. Uh, not a documentary. Different, with, different with, thing we've never, We would never do anything on camera that would, you know, um, on a documentary. But we will play, you know, sometimes with the documentary. There was one that we did um, for a British company and uh, the director who was, I mean, he was straight out of the movies. This guy was cinematic, you know, cinema type director. He wanted, he wanted this shot of the uh, German shepherd dog jumping over the camera. Um, I don't know why, but you know, there was a, there was a dog involved. There was a dog involved in the ghost story. And he decided that, you know, it would be good cinema if they could get the dog to jump over the camera. So he had the cameraman on the ground and he had this train German Shepherd trying to jump over it. The dog wasn't helping. The dog wasn't helping. Meanwhile, we were set up to do some um, big, big science audio experiments in the in the in a very damp, very smelly, very cold um, cellar covered in pigeon droppings with a lot of very expensive equipment. And Spielberg continued trying to get this damn German Shepherd to jump over the camera. And this went on for over an hour until in the end, we came marching up and said, Oi, Spielberg, either get that uh, dog off that uh, and get down and film this. Uh, 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 we're going home. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he was somewhere else trying to film that. <laughs> he was up in the sunshine on the, you know, in the nice oh, warm yeah. sunshine yeah, with, with, the with, with Fido mm-hmm. leaving us, you know, I'll be down in a minute. I'll just do this shot. You get set up, blah, blah, blah. We've been stood there, you know, freezing cold up to our knees in pigeon poo for <laughs> pigeon crap for an hour. And yeah, we, 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 we hit the red line. Yeah. Huh. Got to stand up for yourself. No, I don't blame you. Well, that was the bell, which means we've got to end the shows. So stick around for the uh, second half of Ghost Chronicles Radio. Uh, my old host, uh, Maureen Wood, is joining me from the original Ghost Chronicles. And we'll be talking with Robert Oates of uh, Ghost of Berkshires and, and some of the places that I've actually investigated. So that'll be kind of a fun Over show. Over here, you know, it's called Berkshire. Berkshire. Yeah, it's you still say, but it says say, Berkshire. You say Derby too, but it's Derby. No, it's Derby. Learn Darby to speak English, will you? It's called English. <laughs> anyway. You say uh, tomato, we say potato, tomato, you say, potato. You say it properly, anyways. All right, we want to thank everyone I'll for listening. Medium. And we want to especially thank our uh, sponsors, the good friends at uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, the members of the Dead AS Society. And, of course, Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. Uh, good night and God bless, and keep your stick on the ice. Keep your masks on. Yeah, not too much longer. August 1st, we go. July, um, June 21st, we go. No masks, no nothing? No masks, no social distancing. Sweet. Good night, God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.